Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm standing on a staircase with two members of the band called Merchandise. Those other two members are under the stairs. We're done here. So I'd love to get you guys to introduce yourself. Carson, I'm the singer, and I jump. Dave, guitar, keyboards, etc. Uh, Pat, I play bass. Sam, drums. We were supposed to talk earlier today, but there was a holdup at the border. They just don't like Americans, I think. Well, uh, apparently there's a Ronald Cox on the loose who... Uh, Florida. Uh, Ronald Cox from oh. Florida, who's on the loose, and they're looking to arrest him and take him back because he did a very bad thing, apparently. So that was one thing. Yeah, they just like to fuck with us. I mean, we look like idiots probably too, so we're probably really easy to 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 fuck with. <laughs> yeah, most of the time we have to ditch all the drugs that we have, you know. So that's a, that's another thing. But by, by the time we're at the border, we're so our our bloodstream is so full of drugs that we don't really know where we're at or what we're doing. When you have to be at the venue at a certain time and you're running behind, but you're stopped at the border, what's a tip for keeping calm, cool, and collected? when you're faced with this type of adversity. Try to try to learn Spanish or French and pretend to not be American. I think that it's time to play a merchandise song. I'm going to play Enemy off your record after the end. I'd love you to say a few words about this song before I bring it on. Okay, everyone was trying to fuck with me and I couldn't deal with it anymore. So, uh, I, I don't know what it is if you, know, you, you, if you start a band or maybe people write about it or you end up you end up falling out of favor with a lot of people and so at some point last year my at some at some point my enemies list was really staggering and taking up a lot of my uh time so i had to address everybody all at the same time it's about fuckers <laughs> how am i gonna be censored at all i've just been cursing the whole time I would love it if you could... You're phrased without, without the word fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just couldn't... I couldn't stand having any kind of public life at the moment. Which is funny to even say, because it's not like I really have a public life. So let's listen to that track, Enemy. When we come back, I'm going to ask about that haters list.
This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Enemy by a band called Merchandise off the record after the end. I have the band here with me sitting on a staircase. I would love it if you could tell me about this list of enemies. Um, list of enemies. It changes every year. So I and, and, and for the sake of for the sake of their families and that kind of thing. Well, I guess we'll stay nameless. Is it like a literal list in your phone? <laughs> list. I mean, yes, but but that's like, you know, it's difficult to divulge, you know. That's the kind of thing that, you know. I like where you're going with to, this. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to sum it up into uh, you know, the whole the whole crux of the song was um I was sick of explaining my actions to to a greater public or Maybe it's like the uh, the the inherent problem with media and how certain things slip through, and you know people pick up on reasons to hate you, whether it's you know whatever, you know your the list is infinite, you know for reasons why people wouldn't like you because of how you look, because of how you sound, because of who you're putting out of business, because of whatever. Like you know if you if you make room in this world for yourself. You know, you're gonna get sort of some kind of blame. Whatever your worst definition is of me, I, I accept it and go from there. I don't really believe in sort of like the power of the mob to the extent of you know always being right. I'm gonna ask a follow-up question. Since we're keeping these enemies, their identities a secret, mm-hmm. can you tell me what one of these enemies did to make you their enemy? There's a there's a backwards way that people have with communicating now because of the in- information age. There's a lot of statements without responsibility, like across the board. Most of the time, the way I deal with it is just by ignoring it or being as far away from it as possible. 
at some point it just all builds up. You know, it's mostly it's mostly just sort of the uh, it's like high school. You know, like when when you when you have an enemies list in high school, most of the time it's not for anything other than you know something really shallow or simple, that kind of thing. It's just it's just shallowness becoming currency. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say it without the word fuck, which is why they keep rambling. Carson, you said in the local independent newspaper today that you find DJing more gratifying than playing concerts these days. Sometimes. That is a controversial statement for somebody in your line of work. Uh, sometimes it's just more, sometimes it's easier to have a conversation if you're DJing or like, like we, like we're in Vancouver for six hours and then we have to go back to America. Like if I was DJing, I could like see all my friends here and like hang out. So in some ways playing a band is great. You know, I think it depends because sometimes, you know, you can't really get to the same place with DJing that you can with playing music, but. A lot of times it seems like a better gig. Just just in terms of like your own sanity or being in a band, you don't really have any personal time. You just kind of swing in, play and leave and human interaction human interaction is very limited. So DJing is easier cuz you can just be like, "Hey, what's up?" "Oh, I don't have to do shit. I'm just, you know, picking songs." You seem like a guy who likes to mess with people a little bit. Is there a song you play as a DJ that you'll play even though it will clear the dance floor? <laughs> um, Nini Na 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 Nunu by Dinky Doo and the Don'ts. I played that in New York and it cleared a room pretty easy. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a weird John Waters cocktail song. It's like... Or uh, Hip Hip Hooray by... Uh, Herman's Hermits. Just hip hip hooray, hip hip hooray. My girl loves me, so I'm happy today. So, <laughs> the record, it's called After the End, and you've said that a big part of this record has been totally reimagining the band. I'd love you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we, when we did the other records, we weren't really a band. And we still hold on to the sort of production side of music. I think more than anything else. Kind of more obsessed with producing stuff, more obsessed with producing ideas. You know, there's a, there's just like a lot of ideas that you can explore with being in a band and conceptually we're always changing, so it's kind of always on to the next thing. But that's like I could say that about every record really. So let's talk about this record. You've said everything about this band is different except for that you're singing and you and Dave are writing. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the other biggest change in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh adulthood. I'm old er now. Like when I was twenty one, it was I think it was easy to just be sad and just be like sad and play music or whatever. I don't really feel like that kind of person anymore. Just like overly emotional. At least I don't want to be that way. I'd prefer not to be that way. Cuz like when you're when you're playing music every day and you're like living whatever the music is to just be like singing about the same sad bastard shit all the time. Just at some point the adult you is just like I don't really want to do that anymore. But if you listen to a band like The Kinks or something like that or you know, a rock band that sort of outgrew the psychology of rock music or rock lyrics. That's kind of always my thing or what I 
what I liked and I feel like especially the older I get the more pushed I am that way whereas like you know the conventional thing is like love song hate song you know if you if you look at like the American songbook and see like you know how many love songs versus whatever you know uh, the lady is a tramp or something like like song song topics you know I feel like I'm pushing further away and um, I like the idea of writing songs about colors or places psychological places so how about we play another song by merchandise I would love to play the track telephone could you say a bit about that while yeah. I turn on the song it's uh, it's about the 20th century and how it doesn't exist anymore and it's gone hold on that sounds like a bit of a sad song i mean it is it is a little bit but it's about it's kind of about ancient technology like telephone has been totally reappropriated everyone has computers now we don't have telephones so i thought it was cool to write a song about a telephone it's like writing about tv tv also is just gone you know, all these like 20th century things they just like don't exist anymore. You know, they've all been reappropriated and turned into different stuff. And I wrote the lyrics in five minutes, so to to like deliberately not be intellectual.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Telephone off the record after the end by a band called Merchandise. I have the band here on the stairs. Carson, your bandmate sitting beside you is shivering cold. Have you thought of giving him a hug to warm him up? Well, this is why we live in Florida, you know, it's because it's really the heat. And I'm being hugged by the, <laughs> the long flowing stream of words. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. He got you there. <laughs> um, it's true. I mean, we're just we're just fucking cold. It's the, what is it? Spring, summer. You guys have seasons. We don't have that shit. Shit. So many people who've reviewed the record, the one that you're talking about mm. today, after the end, talks about the dense sound. So I'd love you to just talk about creating the density in your music. Dave, maybe you should talk about that. Mm. Yeah, I think we just uh, lock ourselves in the house and listen to a ton of classical music, and uh, I feel like that pushes us to sort of create atmosphere uh, and translate that into a uh, a pop form. And, uh, yeah, we just like it heavy. Carson, I read that your mom taught you how to sing. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's true. Uh, well, we were church-going people, and the church was very important. So what do you do in church? You play music. You know, it was an arrangement. She'd buy me a guitar if I would play it in church, and that lasted for about six months, and I got a free guitar out of it. So that was a pretty good deal. But music, music's always around, um, at least in my family. My mom's, my mom's a little bit older, and so, like, the, the songs that we knew were, like, you know, classic American songbook stuff. So crooning, that kind of thing. I read that you were raised singing show tunes. I'd love you to sing me a line from your favorite one. My favorite one? Oh. See, I'm torn right now because I'm really in between uh, the bandwagon and Meet Me in St. Louis. (laughs) Uh, I will say, um, not Cats, no. Sam, do you want to sing Cats? What about Rent? How about Mr. Mistopheles? <laughs> I'm I don't I'm I'm totally on the spot. I don't know any Rum Tum Tugger. I can't I I I was taking Collins. I was yeah. <laughs> the roof. Um I know also maybe maybe there's also American musicals musical movies like Top Hat where Cheek to Cheek was like a big song. You know, like I love that kind of thing. Like that's the movie that made Cheek to Cheek. You know, I'm sure most of your listening audience is probably in their 70s or 80s, and they remember cheek to yeah, cheek to cheek being cheek to cheek being famous, made famous because of the movie Top Hat. That kind of thing was always like a weird obsession of mine. I'm not going to sing it. I can't do it. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) All right, I'll let you off. (laughs) So, anyone listening to merchandise for the first time on this show might be... Confused. Confused or a little... Angry. That too. Or Or hungry. Maybe, maybe. Or they might be surprised to learn that you guys came from punk roots. I'd love you to talk about a song that you find especially still resonates with you today and I bring this up because you said in a couple of interviews that you still find those songs very spiritual uh, Too Drunk to Fuck by the Dead Kennedys Dave uh, 
Are, so, you, are you asking for a, a punk song that resonates with me? Tutti Pazzi by Negazione. So, why does that resonate with you? Go okay, we'll do it. Doomsday by Discharge. <laughs> uh, Malfunction by Chromags. <laughs> Would one of you like to tell me why that song is especially special to you still? Um, you don't have to think. It's like uh, you just, you know, run around and hit your friends. That's pretty spiritual, right? I feel like it is. I like that answer. All right. <laughs> I think it's time to play another track by Merchandise. I'm going to get you to choose an older track for me to play, or I can just play Time. It's up to you. <laughs> time it is. <laughs> yeah, Time works. What the hell? Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. I, I will play it. Yes. I keep trying, but I can't win Tell me farther where you've been I'm alone, but used to it But when I was a boy I would have nightmares in the day While the adults were busy sleeping They pretend to be
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Time off the record Children of Desire by the band Merchandise. I would love you to say a few words about this track. About Time? Um, it's another one. It's another confusing one that's like writing about 10 things at the same time. It's kind of reflections on multiple parts of my life, but wrapped up into like a breakup song, I guess, to simplify it. But separation in adolescence or whatever adulthood can trigger separation in childhood thinking about moments in your life where it's like it's not really a breakup song the this it, the thing that connects it is is whatever a personal history but it's about separation earlier in the interview you referenced being older and maybe a bit wiser now when you look back at the guy who wrote the song mm-hmm. what's the biggest thing that you still appreciate about him uh that dude's a chump. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty chumpy. Um, I guess he was okay. I don't know. I, I was 23, 22. It's easy to look back and be like, oh, I hate that guy. But I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I just think it was uh, it was really unimaginable that anyone would hear that record. Like the person that wrote that record was very isolated. Like at that time, you know, when Dave and I were, like, working on that record, we, th- we thought it was, like, you know, super personal and didn't expect it to be 2015 and talking about it now, you know, um, or, or to, to travel and play it and people know the words. But I don't know. It's, it's strange because, like, the amount of maturity or whatever between now and then, which is negligible, maybe at best is still is still because of because of a lot of stuff because of traveling and doing all these things and you know that record kind of ripped us out of tampa and we traveled a lot and played it so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff with that that person that person is chill though that wrote it me (laughs) from the past (laughs) it might be interesting to get someone else to give their take i mean i talk too much anyway on what on time the guy who wrote that song, what's something that you admire about him? Uh, he was always there for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And uh, we were both working uh, horrible part-time jobs, and uh, whenever we had free time, we would add to the songs and build the record, and that's how it came about. It was a, I worked a horrible full-time job. Yeah, it was yeah. a very uh, tumultuous, uh, poor punk house period of our lives, and... Uh, I look back on it fondly, but I'm glad to not be there. Still. And we watched The Last Waltz, like, every day. Like, sometimes twice a day. For people who don't know, what is that? That's a Martin Scorsese film about the band, and Neil Young's in it, and Bob Dylan's in it, and a lot of old folkies. Joni Mitchell, Canada. Neil Young, Canada. Uh, the band, Canada. The band, Canada. Uh, Levon. Yeah, not Levon. Levon is from Dixie. Um, All right. Merchandise, thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me this evening. I would love it if you could tell me about my favorite track on the current record, After the End. That track is Green Lady. It's about the color green and about smoking a lot of dope and chartreuse, the drink, and absinthe. I was kind of, like, like obsessed with it, and absinthe... This is a really this is the most rambling song on the whole record. So the whole thing is kind of like 
weird hallucinatory thing. Procol Harum, like, putting words together and just being like, cool. Like, this is, it was more of a, it was more of a vibe than an idea. And then it, ultimately it's, yeah, it's a lot of it's about Florida and just being surrounded by the color green. All right, merchandise. Guys, thank you very much for being on my show. Grazie mille. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.